him up, man. Yeah, yeah, bet, bet. What up? Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the D Will Show. I am your host, D Will, and this is episode 128. Um, be sure to follow me on Instagram at D Willow at D W I L L O O O. Go follow me to keep up with all the upcoming episodes. Um, this summer with 88 West basketball. Just follow me to keep up with everything I got coming up this summer. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, the D Will Show. Um, go like, comment, subscribe, share, whatever you got to do. Go show some love. I got a crazy lineup coming for you guys. So make sure to go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, to go follow us on wherever you get your podcasts uh, Spotify, Apple, Google. You know, go like, go follow, go five star from me. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, 27 Horizon. Connecting your business to New Horizons. Contact 27 Horizons for all of your creative design needs and book them today to make your event one to remember with any DJ and photo services. DM 27 Horizon for more info. Now that we got that out the way, <laughs> got my big brother tapping in with me. We finally locked in. We have been talking for about a year. We finally got it locked in. Um, but tonight I got a good one for y'all, man. I got my East Side brother, Tomcat. I got a just a Tomcat legend, hoop legend, former <laughs> Oakland College star, a former North Park University star, and definitely one of the best shooters from the town, Sean Collins. Sean, what up, big bro? What's going on, D Will? Thanks for man. having me. Really excited for this, man. No, for sure, bro. You know, it's like I said, we have been locked in for a minute, but we finally made it happen. You know what I mean? So, oh, for sure. I appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate you, bro. For sure, for sure. Man, like we told you in the beginning, big bro, um, you, you kind of in the hot seat, man. After the last episode, it's been a lot of talk around the town, man. <laughs> I got to do it to you, bro. I got to do it. We go, I'm going to switch it up on you. I'm going to switch it up on you. I need your top five from the city right now. Your top Wait, five, yeah. Current, current players from the town. I need your top five right now that you hoop with, and from the town. Let me talk to me. I'm sorry, bro. I had to do it to you, man. Five <laughs> that I hooped with on my team or played against too. Oh, uh, let me see. No, no, no. I'll keep it. Easy. I'll keep it. Easy. Okay. Keep it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Bet. 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 I'll give you a West team too, but uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with my boy Justin at that point guard. Um, Justin, uh, Justin I, T. Yeah, I include myself. I won't include myself. I'll be the six man. I'll be the six man. Give me, uh, give me Tyrone Evans at the two. You know, um, dang, Bolt. Uh, I gotta get Bolt in there too. Uh, I didn't play with Bolt. Never mind. Um, give me Justin. Give me Tyrone. Oh man. Actually, let me slide them up a little bit. Let me get Isaiah and let me get Isaiah in there. Uh, Isaiah Anderson, give me okay. Justin, give me Tyrone. What's I play with, man? Man, give me my give me my boy Roderick Finley, my boy Rod, and I think for the fifth, I'm either gonna go Tremel Weathersby or I'm gonna go with Marshall who i played with for sure okay man. okay now give me that's five you play with right that's the five i played with yeah okay now just give me a, a any five rather you hoop with them hooped against them from the, the town five, 
that I've witnessed with my own eyes. I ain't going to go back to the <laughs> Savage, Coach Savage, Coach Wide. I know they were great, but I but ain't you didn't, Yeah, okay. Me boat for show. Give me the show at the one. Give me, give me Dre Newsom. Give me Dre. I don't know where I'm going to put him at. He's real versatile, so he can play one through five. Shout out to my big bro, big bro, Andre. Um, ooh, we. Ooh. Hmm. From the town. Oh, give me Ricky. Give me Ricky Dominguez and give me definitely Derek Hollyfield. That's four. Okay. Yep, one more. Who you locking in with? It's tough, man. Fuck that. Put my brother on there, man. Jason Collins, man, my brother. <laughs> Got to throw a bro in there. <laughs> Got to throw a bro in there. <laughs> Let me see. Sure. Somebody said Terry Jeffries was cold, too. Yeah, I heard a lot about Terry. He was, for, for sure. sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> to, to take a dive in, big bro, I kind of want to take it to the beginning Uh, for you. You know what I mean? Just kind of talk about your upbringing, um, you know, where you from and how you kind of got involved with hooping. Um. I guess just growing up, watching my brother, watching my sister uh, play, and I just was like the little the kid that was always out there shooting at halftime of their games that everybody was looking at. Kind of like how you 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 see now, like if someone there's a little kid in the gym, you see him shooting at halftime. The person, they, uh, the crowd starts cheering for them and things like that. That was me growing up for sure, going to my brother's games um, at Aurora Christian, um, seeing my sister play. Um, that's really that's really how I remember it starting. Just watching my brother for the most part. Like we grew up over on the west. We grew up on the west side, so May Street Park was like in our backyard. Um, okay. Let in Illinois Ave. So my brother used to be out there playing a lot, um, and so I would say that's really where it started. Just watching my brother play, being around him, around his friends. Grew up with Andre and a lot of people playing there playing at the parks, just me watching them, wanting to just wishing for the day when I when I be out there playing with them, you know, they let me play a little bit, but you know, let yeah. me make shots then as soon as I get too many points, yeah, all right, bro. You all right, watch sure. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh who was who was the one that really put the ball in your hand though, uh bro? Like who was the one? Did you kind of pick it up on your own or did you did you kind of have kind of you know, kind of, kind of on my own, just watch, just watching what what was in front of me. My brother was there. I mean, my dad was there, out there shooting with us, playing with us too. So I'd say my dad or my brother. Yeah. Okay. Did you play any other sports though? Coming up, you know, as a kid, yeah. we played everything. Like, did you have a chance to play something different if that was, if I, that came about? Big on baseball. I played baseball all the way from little league through high school. So baseball was a big was a big sport for me. Um, you know, it was. It was something that I was good at, so I just kept playing it. Basketball's always been my love, but um, baseball was definitely something that I that I fell in love with too. Playing that met a lot of people. Like growing up, Aurora Aurora Little League was like a, was a big deal. Like it was a lot of a lot of good players in that league. Um, so growing up, played baseball, played basketball, played one year of football. Mom's wasn't wasn't well, happy. <laughs> Let me play one year, and I ended up getting hurt. And, you know, that was that was a wrap for that. Yeah, 
But what led to the choice, though, of really picking, okay, hooping is what I want to do? Like, did you have a particular moment when you was like, all right, man, I'm, I'm going to lock in with hooping and go from there? Um, Probably just just seeing, like, I'm a big, my brother was like uh, one of my, like a hero to me when I was growing up. I wanted to do everything he was doing because uh, there's such a big age gap, so. I really saw him like when he was like he was already good. So when I was watching him play, it was kind of like I'm like, yeah, this looks like fun. Like I'm going to watch his games all the time. It just seemed like what I was gonna do. Um, so I guess I just went from there watching him play. It became a love of mine, and you know, just watching them, watching how much fun they had. It seemed like it was fun. They were watching games. Him and his friends watching watching the Bulls growing up. So it just seemed like the right thing. Yeah, I loved it, like watching it. So I just started playing it. It was fun. I was good at it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it was a good well, way to just get out and play for sure. For sure. What was that moment for you? Did you have a moment when you was like, all right, like I'm really gonna be I'm really nice with it. I'm gonna keep going with it. <laughs> um I guess playing I mean when I grew up I was playing I went to a Catholic school growing up so K through A. Mm -hmm. I was at St. Joe's so um we used to win like the Catholic League tournament all the, every year, like start sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. You know, I really got a lot of confidence playing in that. Um, even though I knew like I wasn't, so I'll say like, I'll say the moment was probably playing for St. Joe's, playing at a Catholic school. But you know, we got that City of Lights tournament yeah. where we play everybody, and we yeah. used to play. Coward. We played Coward and we played Simmons and I was out there and I was still doing my thing. So I was like, all right, I, I can do it against them too. So I think I, I think I'm good. Like, for sure. Because, you know, I'm out there killing the Catholic League, but they have nothing like what S Simmons and Waldo and uh, Cowherd had. Cowherd had a brick back then. So Yeah. Who was on that team? You remember who was on that team? I gave them a good 20-something. So they knew who I was when, I, when they saw me at East. Um, they had... Um, they had Sean Parker, they had Marlon Dickerson, they had Roderick Finley, Victor Owens, uh Lil Monty, they had Big Sam, Sam Avila. I don't know if anyone remembers him. Big big dude. He moved out to district though. Who else was there? They had like six or so. Oh, they had Derek Smith. They had Derek Smith. Um, they were loaded, man. They had like seven, eight hoopers on their team, where you know, like most teams got like three. Three players good at the three. most. They old five with three or four players coming off the bench. I'm like, man, this is crazy, bro. Yeah. So you knew, like, I'm doing it against them. I'm gonna be alright then. Yeah, for sure. I would say going in them city of light tournaments and then playing at like the little tournaments at Prisco um, when we were growing up. Okay. Uh, I remember Justin from that. He used to play on Team Unity. Like I remember playing against them. Before, like, I didn't really know them because I was going to a Catholic school. They were all in the public school. But once we all – we all got to play on a team in, like, eighth grade. It was, like, an Aurora Heat team that we started. I don't know who really started. I think it might have been Ricky Robinson that started it. But it had all the public league kids, and then they had me on there. So it was, like, all the Kyle Hurd, all the Waldo, all the Simmons, and then they threw me on there. So that's really when I knew. I was like, oh, yeah, they want me to be on this team. So I must yeah. I must be doing something, right? Facts, facts. Okay, for you, when you really, when you really got locked in on hooping, you know what I mean. Like, I know you had your big brother hooping. Uh, who was like some of the people that you kind of was watching and trying to pat your game after? 
Um, my one of my favorite players was T Mac growing up. Um, Tracy McGrady had all the shoes. I was getting all the. That's the only time I was rocking Adidas though, um, with Nike for the most part. But um, T Mac, sure. Um, you know, Ray Allen was big. Reggie Miller shooters. Um, I would say, but definitely T Mac was my guy. Scottie Pippen was was one of my favorite players for sure growing up. For sure. What did you what did you try to take from each person you just named? Like what did you look at that you wanted to take from their game to add to yours? From Tracy McGrady, I definitely took one thing particular. I took his like his his hezzy, his hezzy into his shot, into his pull up, like his hang dribble into his three. I took that from him. Well actually from Tyrone. Tyrone put me on that. <laughs> on that with Tyrone his, his sophomore year, he kinda gave that to me. Um Scotty was just my favorite player. Like he just did everything. Um, yeah, really, just watching the Bulls, fell in love with them. Like Scotty was my favorite player because he did everything. I, I like Jordan, but that was everybody's favorite. My brother liked Scotty, so I was like, I'm rocking with Scotty too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Facts. Facts. Like, okay. Pull up. That pull up was deadly, man, for sure. Yeah. Okay. For you, you said you you went to Catholic school. What led to the choice of going to East Aurora? Um, so that was actually something that I just was talking to my dad about um, recently, and it was there was more to it than what I knew. Um, I guess it was it was either it was either East or go to Aurora Christian where my brother went. Um, I guess Aurora Central was in there too because I went to St. Joe's and like. All the kids from St. Joe's usually go to either a Central or a Marmion. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I think it was, you know, um, my dad said it was mostly it was something that that happened along the lines with like a Royal Christian, something that went down that wasn't the best. Um, wasn't the best. I ain't gonna get into all of what happened, but um, yeah, goes back to like some things with my brother and with the coach and some things, but. Um, some things kind of steered me, steered my parents away from going there. Um, okay. I actually wanted to go to West growing up. I mean, because at that time when I was growing up, getting close to high school, West was dominating the series. West was winning all the time. Um, so that's like what I saw because I was at the East, I was going to East games a lot with my grandfather. My grandfather had season tickets to East to East games since like man before I can remember like. Uh, he has tapes at his house. He had tapes at the house of games that he done recorded off TV and all the things. I'm seeing Coach Savage, Coach Wyatt playing on TV, all that. He had all of that. So it was really, I don't know, it was really meant for me to be at East. My parents went there, um, but none of the kids went there until I until I got up there. And, um, I think it was more about just wanting to prove something to people. Um, I think my dad was part of that too, like people that, I went to St. Joe's with parents and people, coaches over there really didn't think that I could have a good career or do anything at a, in a public school away from the private school where I was at. So it was kind of like a, we just going to go here and prove everybody wrong type of thing. So um, I'm definitely happy and glad with the decision that I, that was made for me to go to East. Cause I, some of the best times of my best basketball years that I've had were, Definitely at East, man, for sure. For sure. I know you said you wanted to go to West, though. Who was on that West squad that you would have been playing with it had you had with them? Um, had I went there, they had Reggie, they had uh, Denardo, 
They had well, actually, I mean, if we're talking since my sophomore year, they had TJ, TJ Marion, had Derek Pryor, Johnny Walker, um, Reggie Ship. Who else? They had, they had, a, had a brick over there. They had a, yeah, they had a they had a solid team. That team we beat my sophomore year was pretty solid for sure. Okay, okay. I know you just said you had some of your favorite times at at East. Can you take us through memory lane for you at East? Do you have a favorite game, a favorite moment? Take it through all that, man. So there's a few, there's a lot of them, but definitely one of my best favorite moments was the East-West game my sophomore year. Uh, when I was the leading scorer of the game, had 19 points, hit some big shots, hit the last, hit the go-ahead shot at the end, toward the end of the game that gave us the lead for the final time, and we made some free throws at the end of the game. But um, – my sophomore year, we hadn't won for a while. I'm pretty sure we had gone a few years, like at least three or four before we had since we had won. Because I think the the game where uh, Lathan hit the Darius hit the shot, that might have been the last time that we beat them until we beat them again. My sophomore year in high school, but I'm you can fact okay. check that, but I think I'm right about that. Okay, because <laughs> we had a couple times where we were close. The year before, like my eighth grade year, when I was at the game, I think that's the time they had Sarah Soli, um, and we fouled them at the end of the game. Uh, we fouled at the end of the game. I mean, we ain't gonna really talk about that, right? But um, East had beat for sure, and that's the team that West had was was loaded. Man, they had about six or seven D one players on their team, and East was East had them beat, had them beat. I don't know why we was pressing that late. I don't know why we pressed, but hey, we'll talk about that some other time. We can talk about X's and O's later, man. For sure, for sure. What were some of your favorite moments? That's at that time, but hey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What were some of your favorite moments playing in the East-West game? I know you said you hit, you know, a big shot, you know, and just knowing the whole history behind. History of the game. Yeah, history of the game, really what it, the biggest part of it. Um, because like I said, like my grandfather been going to games for the longest. We used to, me and my brother was going to the games. We was, if my brother wasn't playing, like playing his own game, we was going to the East games. Um, and my, my granddad, he was going to the game early. He was watching freshmen. He was watching, so he was watching every game that locked day. In. Yeah. Like, Christmas tournament, he there at noon. He watching all four, <laughs> like, but I grew up, that's what I grew up knowing. So. We going to these games. We going to watch them, and then when that game comes on at nighttime and them lights go out on the side, and that was really, I'm like, man, I need to be here, man. They turn the lights off. That's just yeah. Court. They got the roll call going on the side. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm trying to go here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Experience that though as a as a fan got you pumped up. But how was it knowing preparing for it though? Like you know the town coming out. Like I said, every time somebody talk about it, you're going to get you a haircut. You're going to get you a man. Fit, you get your ticket a week. As soon as they announce it, get your ticket right now. If you don't get your ticket right now, you're not going. Like, just talk about preparing for that for that moment. Like, man. Driving, driving to the game, got to go there early, drop the car off. Maybe somebody pick you up so that you can get a close <laughs> spot. Yeah. But, man, the East-West game growing up, playing in it that first week, practice week. You see people, you see people in the hallway buying tickets. We in practice, and we like, man, there's people out there. And the, once they got the field house done, 
there's people in there selling tickets. There's people, it's full of people buying tickets. And we had practice in high school looking at people at a at the window lined up to get tickets for the game. Like it's ridiculous to think about. Um and for some people, like that's like the biggest, the biggest deal that they'll have, the biggest atmosphere that they'll ever have when they play. And those of us that don't like go to the huge D1 schools and play overseas, that's like that could be like the biggest moment of basketball career for some players. So um, just growing up, seeing that just the tickets in general, like you got to get the tickets first couple of days or you ain't going. Like, But I would say that's the biggest thing is just we going, we we're after school bell rings. We going down to the locker room. We come out the locker room to go to practice and we see people out buying tickets for, for our, for our game to come see us play. Like, yeah, crazy to think about and like the east west game is i don't know man that's definitely the biggest biggest rivalry in the state for sure but i'll put it up i'll put it up there with a lot of different rivalries across sports and across college whatever east west thing is a big deal for sure especially when we started only playing once a year uh when we left the was one one game a year you got the bragging rights for the whole 365 days Big deal for sure. Facts. How did you how did you prepare for those games though? Because like I said, some people they be like, I don't get nervous before a game, but a game like that, like you have to feel some type of nervous, like knowing like the you whole town here. You ain't nervous, you ain't right, bro. You gotta have some nerves, bro. Or, or you ain't or you ain't ready to play. If you ain't you ain't ready to play, you ain't nervous, especially for that game. Like I remember uh <laughs> sophomore year, man, it was I had never been in a place with that many people. I mean, I've been to an East-West game to watch, but coming out that tunnel to see it is like, bruh, when the sophomore game is going on, it's not full. But when mm-hmm. we leave that halftime to go get dressed and come back out and you see there's no empty seats, there's people standing on the side. The first time I witnessed that, man, we ran out. We ran out, did all that, started layup line. I had to go back in the locker room, bro. I was like, man, this is crazy. I had to go to the bathroom or something, bro. I was like, bro, this is crazy. <laughs> bro said he had to go back to the locker room. He said he – I was too ready for – but I was, like, amped. I was, like, ready. I was so ready to go. The nerves were there, but I'm like, man, like, I'm just ready to go. Senior year, Coach Jay had to tell me to sit down in the locker room because I was like, he was giving his little speech, and I kept trying to get up and live. I'm like, man, I'm ready to go, man. We don't need to talk about nothing. We, what do we need like, to talk about? He's West Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, man. He's like, like sit down. Yeah, man. Let's go, man. <laughs> yeah. Man, um, who is your toughest player you ever had to play against, bro? Um, I would definitely say TJ for sure. That's the defender that I played against. I knew going into the game, sophomore and junior year. Well, mainly junior. I ain't gonna say sophomore year because I, I probably wasn't even on nobody's radar my sophomore year. So, but definitely my junior year, I knew going into that game. Like I know TJ gonna be matched up with me. He's long. He's lanky. He's a good defender. I knew it was gonna be tough. So I would definitely say him. And as far as like senior year, I'd say Reggie. Like we've had a lot of battles growing up for sure, playing against each other. So 
being able to do it on that stage was definitely a, a something I enjoyed and look forward to for sure. Okay. For you, bro, is did you feel like you, I don't want to say accomplished, but did you feel like you had a successful high school career? I know sometimes it's all about, you know, you want to win state or, you know, but are you, are you proud of your high school career that you had thus far? You know what I mean? Like to this, to this moment. Uh, looking back, definitely. Um, we accomplished a lot. Um, uh, my senior year, I mean, we were two games. We got to the sectional final. Uh, my senior year, we lost to Glenbar West. Uh, still remember that man, fucking John Sherner. Yeah, 36, 36 points, 16 rebounds, eight blocks. It's that man. line. <laughs> the whole That's the one that went to North uh, Northwestern, right? Yeah, he went to Northwestern. He's probably playing overseas right now. No, uh, he was 6'8". We had nobody for him. Our whole lineup was 6'2". You know how East roll. We got all the same height. We running and gunning. But that was the one game where I was just like, man, like we might not be able to do that this game. They all they were all 6'8". Like, the shortest player in their starting five was 6'4". And he was the point guard. Like, they had 6'4", 6'5", and they had two 6'8". They had a six eight dude guard me. I couldn't even see the room. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, man, bro, it was, it was tough, man. I remember that game. They had a dunk. They and they made us. The thing about it is, like, we felt it was weird. The whole game was weird because we were we weren't the highest seed. Cause I think we were at like a seven seed because we ended up we beat we beat the two seed who was Batavia. We beat them on their home court. My senior year in the regional final. So we were the seventh seed. I think Glenbar West was like a three or a four. They were higher seeded than us. And so I guess they get the pick if they want to wear home or away. They had a, we were wearing red and we were on the visitor's bench at our gym, bro. I was like, man, this is what's, what's going on? This is just off. It was just off, bro. <laughs> weird. Yeah. How did that game end, though? Like, how much they end we up lost, winning by? Um, I think we lost by like 12 or 13 points. I mean, we really weren't ever in the game. Like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat or anything. We we lost that game. We got outplayed. We didn't have a chance to win. Like, we never gave ourselves a chance to win that game. We cut into the lead, but it was like the lead was so big. Yeah. I think we got kind of like eight or nine at one point, but it was like we were gassed by the take taking up all the energy to get back into the game, and then they just at the end hit a lot of free throws, wasted mm-hmm. the time, you know. That's just how that game went. I wish we could have that game back for sure. That's one game I wish we could, like, play over. Nobody really played well for us. Nobody had a good game for us. It was just – it was all bad. They were just <laughs> the, better, the better team that night, you know what I mean? Better team that night for sure, man. Watching okay. them, LeBray on the court, man, that was like, bro, it was the worst, <laughs> the worst, man. But the thing okay. about it, the year before that – um. And I, Coach Jay had us all – not he didn't have us all, but he kind of put the idea out there our junior year because sectionals was always at East. He told us, like, come watch the game. Let's go watch – let's watch the game, even though no, we weren't playing and all that, but just see what the atmosphere is like, what it's like, what it looks like to play in a sectional game, and hopefully we can get to this game the next year. And just watching other teams celebrate on our court, when I was there, I was just like, man, we got to get – we we get to this game next year, bro. Yeah. And it was, um, 
it all came it came it came through we that wasn't i feel like it wasn't even our best team that we had in my three years there it wasn't the most talented team i'll say it wasn't the most talented team but it ended up being the best team that i played on while i was there we won 20 games went to the sectionals sectional final we had an 11 game win streak that year a lot of things just came just came in on came together that year uh, and we were young we were I think I think our leadership was the biggest thing. Me and Justin had been on varsity three years. Um, we had a lot of young players that were helping us. Jamel was a freshman that year. My cousin Jamar was a shepherd. He was like he might have been a freshman that year too. He was either a freshman or a sophomore, um, and they were both in the in the rotation. Jamel started for sure, and then Shep gave us really good minutes off the bench. But um, my senior year was definitely an up and down season. But we started off terrible. We were like two and five. Definitely, yeah, we were two and five to start the season. Um, and then we ran off 11 straight. West was our 10th, was the 11th of that win, of that streak, the show. Um, you met them at the right time. You met them at the right time. We was hot. Had won 10 straight. That was our only game of the week, too. They had played earlier in the week. So they couldn't really focus on us the whole week. We was focusing on them. As soon as that lap previous week ended, we was thinking about West. So need all your little advantages, you know, going into games. They had a they had two games that we only had one. So all we had to do was focus on them. They had to focus on a whole other team before they played us. Yeah. Okay. For you, what was uh what was your recruiting process like? When did colleges start to, you know, get on your radar? Um, you know, when uh, did you started to really you know, kind of make your choice on what you were looking for in a school? Um, You know, the recruiting process, it really wasn't, it really wasn't a big, like I wasn't getting looked at by them big D1s and a lot of D1 schools. I was getting like, I got a couple mid-major looks, mostly D2 schools, some D3 schools, but um, some JUCOs. Um, but my junior year, I would say it started like the summer before, the summer before my junior year, we used to play in this pretty big tournament out in Morris, the Morris Shootout. Um, I played really well out there. And then, like, when we came in for the season, Indiana State was pretty big on me. I remember them coming over to the school. They were in, came to a couple open gyms and some practices. Um, but then that coaching staff ended up get, getting uh, – they got fired or whatever. They weren't the coaches anymore going into my senior year. So that kind of fell through. Um but other than that, I mean, I had a few few mid-major D1s here, Southern Illinois. I got some letters from them, um, Indiana State. Uh, I took a couple of visits, took a visit to Kentucky State, which is a D, I think that's a D2 school. Um, but it was a HBC, so I, that was a cool experience for me going to that, visiting that school, seeing how that, how that was. Um, but, yeah, it was really a, like a last-minute, last minute decision to go to Oakton because I mean I'm my ego I had a little bit of an ego I didn't want to stay home I didn't want to go to Wabonzi like that's the one thing and I was like man I'm not going to Wabonzi that's like, <laughs> I didn't want to do that I don't know what it was I think I mean most of it was me just thinking man I'm better than that I'm bigger than that I shouldn't be there but you know when it got down to the end you know that was definitely one of my choices it was like Wabonzi um Triton and then, I mean, Oakton really wasn't even on my radar. I had really reached out to them. They went to mm -hmm. some open films, and then they said that they wanted me to go there. Um, but, you know, I uh, kind of have a – not a regret, but um, looking back, 
probably would have been good for me to be at Triton with my boy Justin, uh, knowing somebody there and knowing he's the point guard. He probably would have got, you know, he knows how to get, knows what shots I like, knows where to get yeah. the ball, things like that, just having that familiarity. But, I mean, I remember when the Triton coach came to talk to us after a game, I really wasn't really trying to hear what he was talking about because it was like at that time I was like, man, I'm not going to Triton. I'm about to be playing a D1 somewhere next year. Like, I really wasn't trying to hear that. So, yeah. for players growing up now, you like, I want to tell them, like, you really just want to be somewhere where you can make an impact on the game. Like you can go D one, you can get all the nice gear, get all the free stuff, but it really don't matter if you ain't in the game doing nothing. Like, what are you going to talk about? Like, you're going to show me your jumpsuit. Yeah, that's cool. But you can't go to Google and find those stats. I don't like, what, what, what really was it for? Like, yeah. Uh, so I went, ended up going D two, you know, was starting going, doing my thing. It was like, I would I would do that any on, on any day if you gave me an opportunity to pick a D one or maybe I might not play, or if I can go to a smaller school and know I can have an impact on the game, not just playing, getting some minutes, but making an impact, having an impact on the game. Um, and so that's the road I decided to go to. I mean, financially, it's definitely a great idea, not paying four years of a of a big school, having that tuition four Man. years. Starting off at a two-year, figuring out what it is, what the game is like. The game speed definitely gets faster, um, and also academically, it was it was a good good way to just ease on into college. So, um, did you have to adapt though? Did, did it take you a minute to adapt to all that, or was it just like, no, I'm I'm, I'm cool. Once I got there, I locked in. Um, it definitely took some time to adapt to, like having a not having somebody in your parents at the house like waking you up <laughs> yeah oh like so when i was at i was at um i was at oakton we had an apartment i had two roommates um yeah it was really like up to me that's really where i started to grow up like you got to make your own choices you don't have to go to class you don't have to go no one's forcing you but you know you better if go. You don't, yeah gonna be some consequences for that so just really having to grow up making my own choices being my own person um and i really think i wouldn't have been able to do that if i was still because if i was going to a bunch i probably would still have been staying at home yeah. uh, and still been a little bit dependent on other people so um i don't have any regrets with what the choices that i made you know it led me mm -hmm. to where i'm at now i'm happy with where I'm at with my life, my wife, my kids, you know, we yeah. all good. For sure. Just talk about, uh, you know, now I think Juco is looked at like the lowest of the low, you know what I mean? Knowing, yeah. you know, Juco has, is an option for almost anybody. Can you just talk about Juco is still good basketball? It's, you can go the Juco route and you can still get to where you want to get to. Can you just touch on that? Because I think a lot yeah. of kids really look at Juco as like, man, I ain't trying to do that. Like, try, there's nothing wrong with Triton. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with Bonzi because Hooper's going to hoop. You know what I mean? Rather they situation forced them there or they just had to. Like, it's Hooper's everywhere. You know what I mean? They all trying to get to where you're trying to get to, too. Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, I hear that. I hear that talk still. You know, when I was back, back home coaching players, that's something that I would hear. And it's like, it's, I mean, it's basketball. Like, if you go out there and you assert yourself and you're dominant, if you're dominant wherever you're at, they're going to mm -hmm. find you. Like, there's really no 
bad part about it. You're in a two-year school. You can leave after one if you want to, if you qualify, if you got the grades, if you're taking care of what you need to take care of. You can leave after one year if you want to. Or you can just go there, learn the ropes, learn what's going on, work on your body. You can register and not play. You can still have four years when you leave. Yeah. It's really about just making the best of your situation or what you got going on. It's not the same for everybody. Everybody has different circumstances. Everybody has different um uh, different things that they want to do what they want to get you know you just use yeah. it for what it you know they play good basketball at juco they got tournaments too they got national tournaments for juco too it's the same i mean it's not the same same thing but at the end of the day it is it's a, it, all it is is a j in there is njcaa like it's ncaa yeah. junior college they got a tournament just like ncaa does you play basketball just like they do and there are some yeah. real killers in junior college like that didn't they might not have had the grades they might not have figured something out like there are killers in uh, junior college and i ran up against a lot of them so for uh, sure you know it's it's good basketball man it's a it's a good it's a good step it's a step up from high school it's not like you playing high, an extended version of high school basketball it's definitely college the game is yeah. faster it it's a good way to 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 start if you're if you're kind of on the edge, if you're if you're not gonna go somewhere and make an impact right away, I would. I mean, I'm not gonna say I suggest, but a good a good route for you might be to go to a JUCO. You go go to a JUCO where you can play a lot, get that mm -hmm. game. There's no substitution for game experience. You can't say, "Oh, I've been on the bench going to practice in a D1 school. I'm getting better." No, you're not. You're not in the fucking game. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah. you know. Your best way of learning is playing in games. So if you can go somewhere and play in games before you go somewhere else, I mean that's that's a good route to go. That's where you can see where you're at, you know. Yeah, and get that film, man. Film is important. Getting your For film, sure. getting your getting your prep, all that, man. Because you never know. Like you said, you can be at D one, but you're not playing. Like ain't no coach is gonna want you because they don't know what you can do. They don't know what you can bring to their team. You know what I mean? So go with the best yeah, fit. Out of the JUCO, they'll see you. It don't matter where you at. You could be in Alaska. You can be in wherever. If you put yeah. up 20 a game, they will find you. For sure. Especially with social media now, too, bro. Social media is, like, crazy, bro. Like, you can find anybody anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can go make you a little highlight tape on your phone. And you can be you good. Coaches talk. Like, yeah. coaches have friends just like we got friends they send texts to other people like i don't think i can get them here but i think he'd be a fit for you like that's mm -hmm. how the basketball network works you never know who's watching the coach that where you go to school might not even been at your game they might have heard from somebody else that that you're good and they like oh we want to we want to see you we want to see more of you that yeah. might be how it starts it might not even be somebody that's at the actual game that day so for sure all those things take care of, take care of like body language things like that man you never know who's in the who's at the game that could be the one time a coach is there and you miss a shot or you yelling at your teammates you're not being a good mm -hmm. teammate blew it yeah um to you how was the transition from going to oakton to going to north park you know what i mean um you know obviously different styles of play different coaches mm -hmm. you know what i mean different area um, how did you adjust? How did oh, I mean, how did North Park come in, come into play, and how did you adapt to that transition? You know, going to a new school. I mean, no, North Park really 
were really loyal to me. They were really like recruiting me out of high school. I just, you know, going up, it was just like, I don't want to go there for four years. Like that tuition crazy over there. Yeah. Like my brother, my brother, <laughs> so I knew a lot about North Park. I knew the area, I knew where it was at. I knew what conference they played in. They played in a really good conference. Like the CCIW is is a tip top conference for D three basketball in the in the nation. Like they always send at least two, maybe three teams to the tournament every year. So we got like Augustana, who's always good. We got then mm-hmm. we got uh, North Central, who ended up being really good while after I was there. Um, who else did we? Carthage is really good out in Wisconsin probably one of the best players I ever played against went to Carthage and he played overseas for a while. Like he was, man, probably the best player I ever played against. And he was at a D3 college. Um, and he was, bro, he was legit. Like, all right, man, like <laughs> Steve, Steve Jerichovic. I know the name, bro. Like, like I know. <laughs> he said, I know the name, man. <laughs> I was all over that scout report. And I'm like, I'm, man, I'm, you might not know this, but you know when I left high school, you know I did become a defend. I did become a defensive player, man. I wasn't playing too much in high school, but I, I will admit that. But you know, going to college—that's the biggest adjustment. That was one of my biggest adjustments. You can't just be out here shooting threes, not playing no defense, man. If you want to stay on the floor, you got to play defense. You got to play yeah. team basketball, team game. So, um, did you have a moment where you had to realize that, or was it just like? You just um, I think it was more of just finding ways to play, finding ways to stay on the court. Like, got you, okay. Growing up, just being a old, being an older player, a student of the game. Like, I really wasn't, I really wasn't that when I was in high school. I just basically uh relied on talent. Like, I know I can shoot. I know the things that I can do. I really wasn't putting in that. I wasn't putting in them extra hours that. That now when I'm training and I'm coaching the hours that I'm telling my players to put in, like I wasn't doing that. And so I'm a perfect example of if you just think you're good and you ain't putting in that work, you ain't gonna you're not gonna get to where you wanna go or where you see yourself playing at. You gotta put the work in. That's the biggest thing. Um, for you, did you have any did you run into any brick walls, you know? in your way of playing ball? Like, did you have, I didn't, you know, some people say they had an injury. Some people say they had, you know, oh, I wasn't playing or I had a lot of DMPs or this or that. Like, did you have any moments that you had to overcome something in your career? Um, The biggest thing I would probably say was when I got to the North Park, um, I, I it wasn't my decision, but it was like, I had to make a decision. I I had to start. I started coming off the bench. I was the sixth man. I was starting, wasn't playing well. And then they kind of like, we talked about it. Me and the coach talked about it. And, you know, I kind of, I didn't really want to do it, but, you know, it was something that I started doing. And I actually began to like it. (laughs) Yeah. Being able to sit on the bench, start the game, watching the game, seeing what was going on. Um, diagnosing the game, what's happening? Who am I? Guard? I know who I'm going to be guarding when I go in. I'm just watching him. I'm watching to see what he's doing, seeing what I need to do. Um, kind of just staying locked, staying locked in while on the bench, but also just you know getting ready for that for that time. And it was it ended up being 
something that I enjoyed doing because it was still because you know I'm thinking like I'm not starting, I'm not getting all the minutes. But really, when when you think about it, I'm getting coach. I'm I'm getting the important minutes. Like mm -hmm. I, I and like dude play like three or four minutes, he'd be out the game. He ain't never coming back in. So, yeah. <laughs> like he ain't coming back I'm, in. I'm getting the important minutes. You know. I really had to get over that. And that was just, you know, ego at the beginning. Like, man, I should be starting. Like, yeah. You know, team started playing better. I started playing better. And it was like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to do this. Man. And then, you know, yeah. things, through, throughout the season, I'm back in the starting lineup. But for sure, that could have been a lot of, that could have went a lot of different ways. I could have been mad about it. I could have, um, I could have quit the team. I could have been doing all this. I could have slacked off of what I was doing, but I, you know, I, I stayed on course. I did what I had to do and I ended up getting what I wanted to do. You know, I was playing important minutes. I was in at the end of the game, which is the most important thing. So um, it ended up working out, but it was, it was a tough adjustment for sure. Um, starting my whole life, like my whole life. That was my first time ever coming off the bench. So um, yeah. except for, I had some dis discipline and stuff, like being late to practice or something like that. That happened a couple times, Coach Jay, but that's all good. <laughs> For you, bro, uh, talking about the coach coming to you and, and, and kind of telling you that, you know, um, now a lot of kids are, you know, that'll be a tough adjustment. Like, man, Coach coach on board, he don't want to play me. But, like, when did you realize that you had to be like, you know what, okay, cool. Coach knows what's best for the team, and this can help the team succeed going down the line. I'm fine with it. When when was that moment for you when you kind of realized, like, okay, he ain't just pulling me for nothing, you know what I mean? Or he may not just be pulling me because he think I'm not good, but he felt like it was a better adjustment for the team. When did that really click for you and you was like, man, F that, you know? Because some kids are like, man, I, I don't want him. He ain't fool with me. He on bull. He ain't, no. Like, yeah, it ain't going to lie. It didn't click right away. <laughs> yeah. It took you a minute, huh? It took a little minute, but uh, okay. I mean, it probably. I mean, that week of practice sucked. I was like, man, I ain't on the first team no more. This is crazy. But like, when the game started and I saw like 16 minutes, like I'm going in, it was like that every game. It was like I didn't even have to, he didn't even tell me when to go in. He was like, 16 minute mark, you going in. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, that's what's up. So it was like, it was, um, it was it was cool. I ended up and and you know coming off the bench. I'm like, man, I've seen players come off the bench and be effective, and it's like I understood the game a little bit more. Like if that would have happened in high school, I probably it would have it wouldn't have it wouldn't have gone the same way. Like I had I had grown up. I had I knew the game a little bit. I'm like coming off the bench. He probably he might just need some scoring coming off the bench. You know, like we don't have any scores coming off the bench. I come in the game and get the energy level up because that was something that I brought to the team. I brought a lot of energy for sure. So coming off the bench, I was an energy guy, but at the end of the day, I was an energy guy, but usually when you got an energy guy, he's not scoring points too. I, I can mm -hmm. do that too. So I could, yeah. I was do things that six that people on the bench really excel at. So um, I was able to supply scoring from the bench and also get the team's energy up and do things like that. So it didn't take that long. Just took maybe a game or two after I saw like what the rotation was like. I was probably I might have even been playing more minutes. Yeah. Than I was starting. So it all worked out, you know, but it was it was definitely something to get adjusted to adjust to. Okay. For you, knowing what you know now, you know, playing to having your whole basketball career, 
knowing what you know now, if you can talk to your 16-year-old self right now, what would be some advice that you would give your 16-year-old self now, knowing what you know now? Get in the fucking gym. <laughs> Plain and simple. Get in Plain the and gym. simple. I didn't do Please. that. I did one. I did that maybe one summer, like I was supposed to. And it was my. It was going into my sophomore year. It was Coach Wyatt. Coach Wyatt got me in that gym. Got me in the weight room. It was me. It was um, Justin hadn't come back yet because he was still in Springfield because it was that summer. So uh, I was in there with Tyrone. I was in there with Terry because they were. I think Terry was getting ready to go to college. He was getting ready to leave for school. It was getting ready to be Tyrone's senior year. I think. Fuji might have been in there a couple times. It was like four or five of us in there, and Coach Wyatt really kind of took a took a took a, put his arm around and kind of like kind of wanted to get us right that summer. And it was, you know, it was I really knowing what I know about Easter Roar and the history about it. I'm like, man, Coach Wyatt want me to go to the gym. I'm going to the gym. Like, <laughs> <laughs> gotta be there, Coach Wyatt. Man, I done seen him. I done heard all the stories. I see him all over the wall. I see him everywhere at East. Like, really playing for him that sophomore year was like, man, knowing the history of East Aurora was just like, uh, Coach Wyatt is our, he is our coach. Like, yeah, yeah. he's a legend, bro. He is a legend around here. So, right. anything he said, I'm like, yeah, I'm, yep, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Let's go. And I really, it really paid off. And it was like, um, I don't know what it was, but it was just like it wasn't something that I that I stayed on. It was, you know, I would, you know, I would get some shots up here and there, but it wasn't like I wasn't staying after getting getting that hard work in, doing them training sessions like in the summertime and things like that. Like, cause I remember, I remember my dad got me with Mister Bo right in, in the summer one time, and I worked out Ooh, with him. Special heart. <laughs> two or three times, and I was just like, man, I don't want, I don't want to do this no more. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> like looking back at it, looking back at it, it's like I really didn't want it. Like, like that could have been that could have been me getting trained by by Mr. Bowright. I could have been like, I could have went to where I wanted to go probably, but my mindset yeah. wasn't right. I wasn't, you know. I saw that work; it was cool, but I was like, man, I don't know if I want to keep. I don't want to keep doing this, bro. <laughs> so it is. Yeah, I don't it know is. if I want to keep doing that. You know. So okay. Um, but, but for you though, I know you talk about, you know, what you just talked about, what really getting into the gym, training your body, getting into shape. What has the game of basketball really taught you about, you know, that carry into life? Um, one thing I say is like, you get, you get back what you put in. Um, if you don't put the game in, if you don't put the time in, basketball is not going to be good to you. It's not going to be nice to you. Uh, I mean, it'll be all right. Like, um, yeah, I had a good high school career, a good college career, but I didn't go to where I thought I should have been at. So um, it's really taught me put the work in. And because I've seen I've seen people that put the work in and they end up going to where they want to go. So, yeah, same thing in life. You know, you put the work in at whatever your craft is, you're going to be better at it. Just putting that time in is very important. You're not just getting you never just you're never just going to get to where you want to go. Without the process of putting right. in work, doing something along the way, you know, like, no one's just giving, no one is just giving that. So, yeah, just got to put the work in. For okay. Anything you, anything you want to do, just got yeah. to practice. You have to. For sure. I see now, bro, you kind of transitioned into, you know, ball stop bouncing for you. You kind of transitioned into coaching and being a trainer. 
you know, what led to the choice of, you know, staying around the game of basketball and giving back to you, giving the youth, you know, the knowledge that you learned over your over your time? Um, the main thing was just trying to find something to be competitive. I'm really competitive. I love to compete. And so just teaching that, teaching that to others is like fun for me. It's enjoyable, especially when they when my teams like take take my personality as like competing all the time. And like that's really where I what I get a joy out of just seeing like some of having some of the worst teams, but coaching them up in order for them to like at the toward the end of the season, they they saying they clapping their hands. They saying let's go. Like things like that. Just getting having those fun. having fun, getting those things to rub off on my players. Um and really just trying to teach teach the kids like you gotta be a student of the game. Like that's something that I wasn't when I was growing up. I just had fun playing it. I watched it. I didn't watch it the right way though. Like I, what I tell the kids now is like don't watch the dunks. Don't watch the threes. I didn't even watch what happened before that. Like, how did he mm -hmm. come off the screen? Like, what was his footwork coming around that screen? How did he get to the lane? Why was he able to get the dunk? Like, yeah. making reads. That's what the game is. And that's really – I didn't – I wasn't thinking about that when I was playing. I was just going out there playing. And knowing what I know now, you know, it, it would have been a different story if I was if I was playing again. Like, I would know know a lot of these things that I've learned. And I don't, I don't even think I learned these things as I was playing. It was really after I was done and I was able to just watch the game. And really, that's really when I started watching it the right way and being really a student of the game was after I was done playing so I could give that knowledge to others. For you, what has been the biggest adjustment? Um, having training kids, you have different different skill levels. You know what I mean? How do you keep it to where you try to keep it at an even level? You know what I mean? Like, okay, you like this and this in this way, or how you speak to the kids. What has been some of the game that you had to learn to be like, okay, cool, I got to do this with this person and do this with that person like, yeah. to manage I, it. That's like a that's a skill. Just knowing your players, knowing who you're training, you got to know how to coach them. Like, there's players that I like on the team. There's players that I'll yell at. There's players that I don't yell at. Cause I know who can take it. Like if you know a player can't take it, why would you do it? <laughs> you want to run them off. Like you want to. You want them to be on. You want them to be on the team. You got to learn how to coach them. It's not all. It's not always about the player needs to learn how to be coached by me. You're both learning. You're learning how to coach your players. Your players are learning how to play for you. It's yeah. not a one. It shouldn't be a one way street. They got to learn how I coach. No, you got to adjust. You got to adjust and adapt like anything else. Um, so I think life. that's really the thing that I've learned how to do. I think it's something that I knew how to do already, but it's like um, seeing different players, seeing how different players tick, what makes different players um, play harder, just knowing what buttons to push. That's the skill of a coach. That's your job as a coach. You got to know, oh, I can't, I can't get at him like how I get at him because if I do that to him, he's going to be done for the rest of the game. He ain't going to be able to play. But if I get yeah. on him, He's probably going he, – he plays better when I do that, like, or something like that. Like, you can't coach everyone the same way. You got to be fair, but it doesn't mean you're going to coach them the same way. Like, the what the main thing is, like, for players, like, the star players, the people that are scoring all the points, the people that are doing the most things, that are doing everything for the team, they get a longer leash than if, if that's you. So, like, 
what I'm saying. Like there might be a player, seven, six, seven, not even six, man, like seventh, eighth player on the bench. He do one thing, he get taken out the game, and he's looking at it like, well, he just did that. I'm like, well, he's like, he does that. He's he does yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do that. You don't get that. You can't do that. Come in the yeah. game and turn the ball over, bro. Like <laughs> You're not afforded the same opportunities as all every all the players don't have the same opportunities. You he can mess up five times and I might not take him out. Yeah. You once and you fuck up, you coming out. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the game. That's the game, man. It's like the players gotta know. Like That's just a harsh reality with hooping, man. Yeah, basketball. You're not gonna be able to make this. And there can't come in and shoot the same shot as Steph Curry and miss and expect to stay in the game. Like, you're not <laughs> your game bro you don't do that like so that's where yeah. you got a mentality that you got to have as a player you got to be really coachable there's something that i think i was like my whole career i was really coachable you can tell me like if you yelling at me but if you saying something that's right i'm gonna listen but if you coming at yeah. me crazy and i don't and i don't agree with it then like we're gonna have some issues like yeah okay um, so it's like you just gotta know your team you gotta know your players that's your that's your job as a coach. That's what you signed up for. I mean, at least that's how I look at it. Like I'm adjust, I'm adjusting as we go. I'm adjusting through the whole season. I'm not coaching the same way all year. I'm yeah. trying to, I'm coaching y'all up so we can be good at the end. Like yeah, I don't, facts. I don't care about the beginning of. The, I mean, I care, but you know, like we can lose all these games, bro. We can lose every game. So if we ready in March, I'm good. Like. I'm we cool. Yeah. That's what I'm coaching. I'm coaching you to improve throughout the season. I'm not coaching to win games one through ten. I don't really care about that, man. Like, yeah, you can win. He might be winning in a bad way. That's another thing. Like these AAU teams and things like that. Yeah, you pressing the whole game, but your players ain't learning how to play basketball. Yeah, anybody can press and get a steal and make a layup. But mm -hmm. when you school, you go to the next level and the teams even out. Like. You ain't gonna be able to press, get them steals in the left. You gonna have to learn how to play basketball. So yeah, um, IQ got to be a lot higher. IQ, that's when everything changed. IQ, you ain't gonna be able to just play running gun, press the whole game because you gonna run into a good team but you can't press them. Like so, mm -hmm. don't get exposed. Yeah, get exposed and coaches end up getting their players exposed because they haven't learned the game. They just coaches getting the name off winning games, but who cares about this? 13 you game like we're like teach him the game we ain't coaching yeah. the win coaching i want him to go to college and play i don't care about this 13 you game Thanks. sean if you could have any matchup one-on-one -on -one in your prime who would be that matchup you would want anybody ray anybody ray <laughs> why ray because they, they say he the best shooter, so I'm like I am. I'm the I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> he said I'm the captain now. I need yeah. that. Yeah, okay. I would say I would say I mean just off of compet being a competitor, I would say like Ray. That's who I grew up hearing about all the time. You know, when I got to East and I was making shots and all that, that's all I heard. Like, oh, you man, Ray Anthony, Ray. I was like, all right, bro. Like, What's up? <laughs> Ray, my guy, though. Ray, Ray is my guy. David is my guy. I watched him. I watched him growing up, man. He was also, a, he was just a great athlete. He was good at basketball, baseball, man. He was all, he was all conference from in baseball and basketball. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so, 
Dang, I didn't mention him earlier. He up there too, right? So he said, I didn't mention him earlier. Hey, that's all right, man. Somebody gonna always get left off, man. It's all good. <laughs> uh, for you, bro, if you could listen to three albums all the time for the rest of your life, what three are you rocking out with? Hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, Good Kid, man. City is on there. Um, which a album would I gonna say? Probably the the black album. Um. Oh, and my twisted dark. Wait, my twisted dark fantasy, something like that. Kanye West album. Kanye, that's like yeah. one of my favorite albums for sure. Okay, if you could have five dinner guests, dead or twisted. alive. Yeah, yeah, that that we did like red cover, hmm. right? It's a red cover, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, like, I remember, yeah. like, yep. So remember, right? he was doing something. I don't forgot where he was going, bro. That album that just came out. I put that out, man. Whatever he was doing, man. I just, I remember just listening to that whole album while I was while I was in the car, bro. I just remember listening to that whole. I think he was, I don't, I don't remember what the hell he was doing. We rode somewhere, <laughs> and I remember listening to that from start to finish. Oh, like, classic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> man but yeah if you could have five oh, dinner guests dead or alive yes. anybody anybody who you chopping it up with uh i'm gonna say muhammad ali for sure one of my favorite athletes um my grandma grandma washington that's one of my favorite people ever for sure grandma washington gotta give it up for grandma uh grandma muhammad ali I'm gonna say LeBron James. Um, it's more about basketball. I just want to ask him. I just want to pick his brain, like business basketball. He's just done a lot of a lot of different things that people don't even be realizing. They just be hating on him. Like I used to hate on him as a basketball player for sure, but you know, like, rock LeBron. Looking at it as a as a man growing up, like he does, he's done. The community, bro. He's done so much for our people, man. Um, he's definitely somebody that I would want to talk to. Uh, Muhammad Ali, LeBron James, my grandma. Um, Jay Z. And let me get a let me get a woman up here. Let me get a woman. I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with. Hmm. Michelle Obama. Both the Obama for sure. Both of them. <laughs> I ain't mad at but that. Michelle. I ain't mad at that. Okay, but if I said if I said Sean, bro, I can get you courtside tickets to any game in NBA history. What game would you want tickets to, and why? Any game. <laughs> Hmm. Um, any game, all time. I'm gonna say that. That's, that's a tough one. 
Uh, <laughs> who was just sitting? <laughs> Skip said he wanted to go watch Shawn Michaels for the Bret Hart WrestleMania. <laughs> hey, hey, bro, don't bring that said, up. Who I heard that for? <laughs> bro, we used to be back. We used to beg Vanessa to order that, order them WWF pay per views, bro. Man, dude. <laughs> That's bro. Um, let me see. Matter of fact, I'm not even gonna say basketball. It's not even gonna be basketball. I wish I was at the Michigan Ohio State game three years ago <laughs> when we broke the streak on the uh, go blue. <sighs> hey, you said forget basketball. I'm going football. <laughs> Bro, I love I love Michigan, bro. I love him. Bro. I don't even know why I love him so much, but he said I don't even know why I love him. I just love him. <laughs> Charles Wilson did it for me. But if I'm gonna go basketball, I'll go. Uh, I'll go definitely with Jordan hitting the shot in Utah for sure. Okay, okay. Why that game though, in particular? Um, because it was just the just the legend behind it. Like that was supposed to be his last shot. In Utah, yeah, just how it happened. He scored what the last five. He got he hit the he hit the three. Did he hit a three? I think he hit a three, and then came down, got the steal, and then came down and gamed him. So that that was like an epic 30, 30 seconds right there. All right, the goat. Now, if I was to say I need your top five NBA players of all time, who is your, who your top five? Mike. LeBron, Kobe, Kareem, and Magic. Ooh, okay. okay. Steph. Oh, Steph right there? Steph is close. I don't care what nobody say. <clears throat> Steph you see, yo, what, yo, might six, get Magic seven? off that. Yeah, he in the but top this, this seven. Joe Fido, sure. Joe Fido, you know, somebody going to always be like, man, you ain't got – it's his five, man. It's I'm his gonna, five that he – I'm going to go with that five. Magic, Magic in there. Yep, Magic Kobe. Magic Kobe, Mike, LeBron. I might take Kareem off. I don't know, but he can be on it. He's LeBron. Like, Kareem got – I don't think enough people talk about Kareem, but I didn't see him, but, bro. No, for real. He was the – he was the scoring leader. <laughs> no, no, for sure. That's why I kind of hate what people say about Bill Russell. Like, bro, you got to go off resume, bro. He dominated his era. Like, what was he supposed to do? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I don't. That's why I don't get into that talk, man. Because everybody, everybody list is just different. You know what I'm saying? So, um, last one I got for you, bro. If you could recommend somebody to come on the D Will show, you know, to kind of tell their story, um, give them their flowers, they just spread light on a raw ball. You know, who would you recommend to have on here? Other than my brother. I'm always going to say my brother. <laughs> yeah. um, let's go with... Uh, hmm. Ray we're, working on, we're working on a song. I can't... I can't. I wish I could tell y'all who I got coming on here, but we're working on a song. I just want to see who you got, who you got in the chamber for me. How about uh how about Ricky? Ricky Dominguez. 
That's definitely been a name that's been floating around a lot. A lot of people have brought that name up, man. We probably gonna have to make that one happen. Yeah, Ricky, or maybe get somebody a older, older guy, older guy. That would be cool. Learning about the seventies and the eighties, man. You know, like eat. Yeah. Like the tradition of basketball in Aurora is just like there's a lot of history in Aurora. I don't think it gets. I don't think it gets enough. It's not talked about enough for sure. I mean, you know, we're right next to Chicago, so we kind of get, we kind of run into that, but. Yeah. Aurora, bro, like some great players. No, Jay for real. Me and Cuz were just talking about that earlier, man. Like we the second biggest city in Illinois. Like why we don't get the the light and the love <laughs> like we supposed to? You know what I mean? You ain't gotta be from Chicago, man. It's, it's hoopers everywhere. You know what I mean? So that's what kind of what I turned my platform into. Like, man, let me spread light on hoopers on hoop overall. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, or Andre, Andre Newsom, Derek Hollyfield too. Them too. So okay. Okay. Bet. 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 Well, man, bro, I appreciate you tapping in. You know, we finally locked in. Like I said, I appreciate you taking time out. Um, like I said, I want to give you your flowers, man, for what you contributed to the game of ball, and also what you contributed contributed to Aurora ball. You know what I mean? So I just yeah. want to give you a flowers, man. You a legend, the shooter himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so my guy, man, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. A legend, sure. that sounds good, but I don't know about all that. <laughs> man, you a legend, bro. You, you you a legend, bro. You a legend, man. <laughs> I appreciate all right, you. For sure, man. I'll tap in with you, Brody. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on. It's been really for sure. fun. For sure. All love, man. I'll tap in with you. For sure. Let's do it again. <laughs>